0: Hi, I'm Paul Patrick, and in college, I took French and German at the same time, and thank God my French teacher spoke German, because that's just all that ever happened.
1: Hi, my name is Van Kelly, and I cry way more during happy moments than sad moments. Books, movies, doesn't matter. What is happening, and welcome to our show, Everyday I'm Different, a podcast celebrating the ironies of our personalities. Each episode, me, Van Kelly, and my co-host, Paul Patrick, will give you an insight into our lives through personal stories on a variety of topics. Now, Paul, I know your topic for today, and I want to say we should do yours first, because mine may be short, I have no idea, and yours, I know... I could talk for a long time about.
0: I could. I mean, on the one hand, I don't have a lot to say about it, but I bet we could find a lot to talk about when we talk about the state
1: of movies today. Okay. And what do you mean by that?
0: Well, I'm mostly talking about the genre of movies that absolutely, obviously dominates the box office now and for the past couple of years, and that's comic book movies. It's a topic that's near and dear to my heart Because I grew up a huge comic book nerd Okay And To what
1: degree? Because there are varying levels of that
0: Um, I was a pretty avid reader and collector Um, Okay Was it
1: your number one preferred, like, escapist fiction?
0: I'd say yes Okay Yeah, I I had a I had a local comic book store I had a subscription list there every week Okay I mean, I was probably drawing. Who was your number one? My number one comic? Yeah. Uh, I was a Superman fan growing up. Disgusting. Uh, I know. That's most people's responses. That is just... I was a, I was a DC Comics fan mostly. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so Batman, definitely. Justice League, Green Lantern. But uh, Superman was always my,
1: my go-to. Okay. Yeah. By contrast, I think I owned one comic book. Okay. And it was an X-Men. And I did like it. But I never got into them. My escapist activity was always sports. Okay. And on the rare occasion where I didn't take something, it was probably going to be a movie or a book instead. So I – the amount of stuff I didn't know that now seems so commonplace because of these movies – Yes, Staggering. I would have thought you were a big comic no, book fan. I've, I've definitely gravitated towards them. Yeah. I read about them. I watch videos concerning the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. But it's not enough ever to make me go back. And I mean, that's such a daunting task, mm-hmm. uh, diving into that nerddom that is the ne- never-ending horde of comic books sure. and storylines and alternate universes and all sure. that shit. Yeah. But I mean, I didn't know... Who Steve Rogers was? I didn't know Captain America. I don't think was a thing. Yeah, I knew there was some guy who was red, white, and blue, but you know, well, and that so much could be talked. We could talk for notes. hours about
0: how. The Marvel movies have made those characters who were kind of minor, nobody gave a shit about, yeah, like Thor. Iron Man. I had no idea Thor, Thor was a, right, a exactly. character. Who they were have- in the Marvel stable forever, but forever. yeah, the, the, the reason Marvel made movies with those characters is because they'd sold away the rights to all right. their bigger characters:
1: X Men, Spider Man, yeah, Loki. Yeah. I didn't know Loki existed. Didn't know no. Thanos existed. Black yeah. Panther, Doctor Strange. <laughs> didn't know any of that. Sure. But you knew all those characters. Well, see,
0: again, I wasn't a Marvel oh, right, fan right. growing up. But I, okay. definitely, I at least had the background. I knew who they were. I dabbled in the Marvel side every right. once in a while. Okay. But man, maybe my, my first question to you would be, if, if you were not a comic book fan growing up, then what is it about the comic book revolution uh, in cinemas that you love? What, is there anything you're turned okay. off
1: by? Like, again, and, yes. Yeah. Not only is it uh, the amount... Of source material that turns me off to ever getting into comic books. Yeah. It's this, it's this one simple fact, and I did touch on it or mention it earlier. It's the... Uh, uh, the infinitesimal nature of them. Yeah. It's that they have no ending. Right. That infuriates me. Yeah. I... Have to have closure. That is my favorite part about my favorite genre fantasy writing fantasy novel fantasy fiction is that I don't care whether it's 40 books or three books. Yeah, if you tell me that there is this story that has a conclusion that in somewhere I am down for that the comics themselves leave themselves so many openings and so right. many Dussac Machinas to get out of them and yeah. restart things and nothing has consequence it that it infuriates me the movies I've loved because I've known for a long time they were building towards Infinity War okay. if Infinity War did not exist and all of this was just random standalone movies or movies that they had no plan for I'm not sure I would watch them or I'm not sure I would be
0: as into them so you're loving the movie craze right now because you know there's an end point yes you, and you I like the stories I, it's just that you don't like the never-ending
1: nature yes. of comics and whether so. it is one scene or one mention or something yeah. unless there is a connection to the overall arching storyline right I get pretty upset about the movies like uh-huh. uh you know you could argue Black Panther uh, connected with it because of how important Vibranium was but how little that movie had to do with the Infinity Stones. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I was convinced one of the Infinity Stones was going to have been in Wakanda. Me too. You know? I was so expecting that. Sure. Um, and that goes true for any of them. I recently saw Ant-Man and Wasp, and I know it doesn't uh, wasn't... Showing itself or presenting itself that way But I still wanted a nod to them Somewhat and just nothing it has nothing to do With the overall storyline yeah And it's like Guardians of the Galaxy 2 Exactly oh that was the number yeah. one for me Yeah was, especially after the first One was so focused on the Power Stone
0: Right right and the, the second one had, to, had nothing to do with The main story really yeah so, so that's What I
1: like most about it and that's what I okay. hope uh, You know When they do inevitably start over in Phase 5 and begin with probably a new set of Avengers and a new group and new bad guys for them to fight, I hope they keep in mind that there needs to be something for them to fight towards. They seem to
0: be cognizant of that. I think that's maybe where their uh, distinguished competition uh, that's nerd speak for DC right um, they don't get it like they they were Johnny come Latelys to the movie scene right and they tried to pile on Um, a big, you know, team movie, um, just like the Avengers. Two movies in, right? Yeah, 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 and uh, there was some things about it that didn't work. I personally, um, I liked the Justice League movie a whole lot. Me too, actually. Oh, interesting. Okay, see, everybody seemed to hate that movie. I thought it was fine
1: for what it was. Sure, yeah, Uh, it had problems, but... uh, It's just, uh, to me, the number one thing is like, uh, I guess, is it because... And I'm curious, because I know nothing about them, is Marvel—are Marvel comics set in the real world like the movies, and the DC universe is set in a fake world like the movies? Um, That's kind of, sort of,
0: not a bad comparison. Uh, It's not that the DC comic stories can't be set in the real world, but there definitely is— more of a magical,
1: fantastical side. Well, I'm I mean, not like, really even like Wonder about, Woman, you I'm know. I'm not only really talking about that because yeah. you do have Thor and you have the space and stuff in Marvel. Right. I'm talking more about, like, in the Marvel comics, does Iron Man They live in New York as live opposed in New to York, Metropolis? Right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's what I'm saying. I remember locations and they use the real world in these great set pieces. Yeah. Whether it be Wakanda, whether it be Washington, D.C., and Nova. Uh, Wakanda's
0: not real. Yeah.
1: Central Africa okay. is, okay. however, you know, sure. yeah. um, Washington DC and Nova with uh, yeah, Captain America, Winter Soldier, yeah, uh, New York with the Iron Man stuff, uh, the West Coast of the Iron Man stuff, and the Justice League. It ends, and I'm like, oh, they're in a warehouse district of like a shitty town or a shitty place, yeah, I can't. It was just so nondescript, it looked like the exact same neighborhood. That Batman versus Superman ended up in.
0: That's an interesting criticism. And so, like, the real answer to that is uh-huh. the DC universe. It's got all these cities like Manhattan and Gotham City and all, or Metropolis. But, okay. um, but it also does have New York City and DC. Oh, it does. And, like... Um, There's been crossovers in the comics between the two, and I remember one crossover. People went from DC to Marvel, and when they showed up in Marvel, they're like, where are we? We're in the middle of nowhere. This is where Metropolis is. Like, it seems like somehow the DC Earth is a little bit bigger to accommodate the Uh, fact that there are all these major cities on the East Coast. Like, Metropolis is sort of supposed to be... Um, in where Delaware is. And obviously, we don't have a major right. metropolitan city in Delaware, but what if we did? And apologies like Gotham. Apologies to
1: Dover. Right, exactly.
0: Oh, apologies to Gotham's Dover. Gotham's supposed to kind of be Jersey. Right, okay. um, the, the Jersey Shore. So, yeah. Huh. yeah but uh, that's an interesting mm. criticism because actually, that's a criticism I had about the, the terrible Suicide Squad movie uh, that they made that happen in, uh, was it Midway City? It's a, it's a fake D.C. city, but it's like, why didn't you just make that Chicago? Or Why didn't oh, okay. you? Because nobody knows that city. There's nothing right, going on yeah. there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the hell you're but, talking uh, But, yeah, right. <laughs> Got gotcha. But uh, now, my, my real question overall, we could yes. go on this for hours, right. is really the state of movies today. The fact that this, this genre has dominated cinemas and seems like it's going to for a while. How do you feel about that as opposed to the state of movies 20 years ago in the 90s, um, or, you know, 40 years ago, the 70s. Well, it's,
1: it's going to be different for me because like I said, I didn't know any of these people. Mm -hmm. To me, the first time I watched the opening of Guardians of the Galaxy, I felt, it felt as fresh. Now that is in no way a comparison to the Mystique, the originality, the uh, cinematography of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. But I felt the freshness that I felt when I watched Indiana Jones. Now, I know he's somewhat based on him in the movie versions and blah, 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 and there are lots of comparisons like that, but I had no idea Star-Lord existed. To me, in my mind, even if I knew he was based off a comic book character, he was completely original to my eyes when I saw him. Okay. And that intro was very memorable to me, and- for me, that sort of sh- stuff was awesome. And the hand-to-hand combat of, like, uh, and just the chivalry of Captain America, I view them as original characters in the movie world. So it doesn't bother me. I'm viewing them as, like, almost original content. I may know they're not, but to me, they are. So
0: I guess... My, another question would be you kind of see them just as the blockbusters of today. It doesn't matter that they're comic book movies. It's yes, that, they are the blockbusters. Like, it might as well right. have been the blockbusters of the 80s or the 70s sort of. But then we I think about like, um, how movies have changed in terms of what the movie companies will put out. Um, and I'm thinking specifically of 20 years ago in the 90s was this heyday of independent film, uh-huh. and the independent film industry has seemed to change a whole lot, probably in the last 10 years at least. And it just seems like there's these independent movies that they don't they don't get made. They're, where where are the the young voices? Now you I'm going to disagree okay? on
1: this. I think. The only independent movies that aren't being made are action movies and the blockbusters. Okay. I mean, if you peruse Netflix... Or you go to IMDb trailers. Well, that's the amount of independent horror films, the amount of independent drama. See, that's the thing, though. They're not
0: in the movie theaters. They're on Netflix. Okay. Or they're I'm on TV. Everybody that, says though. that the golden age of TV has made it so that, you know, now it's Breaking Bad. It's um, not... This
1: may be a you know, conversation for a different time. sure. I think sure. we're long past the golden age of TV.
0: Oh, well, sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Silver age, whatever. Uh, but just yeah. the fact that... The the people who would make those small, talky kind of movies. And I'm thinking of... Um kind of throwaway movies. There was this one movie from the nineties I loved called The Day Trippers. Uh-huh. Had Stanley Tucci in it and Parker Posey. Yeah. And when I mention those two names, it's like, oh yeah, royalty of the independence of the nineties. Tooch. But movies like that don't get made anymore. Instead, those actors and probably the writers behind that kind of stuff, they are perhaps on TV, you know. And give so me a, give we're me not-
1: a movie like you're thinking about. Cause I can there's not there is no movie Off the top of my head, independent, made from the 70s, 80s, 90s, Uh that I can imagine... Getting made today? Getting made on a Hulu or Netflix or HBO original or something like that. Now, if we view that, the medium, different... Yeah, That's a different conversation. See, I'm talking
0: about the movies. Like, friends of mine were having a discussion about directors' careers the other day, Mm -hmm. and Martin Scorsese came up as obviously somebody who's had a massive, decades-long career. Right. But I wondered if he hit... Today, instead mm-hmm. of in the 70s, would he, decades from now, be remembered as the same type of director? Is there, and maybe maybe there's not, but I yeah. feel like there's a difference between Hulu, Netflix originals, and,
1: you know, the, the mainstream theater experience. Absolutely. Okay. Now, that's a very complex answer. I've been thinking about it. There are many facets, a lot of things to, to you know, a lot of ins and outs, a lot of what have yous. Um, it's, it's, at its basic core, it's capitalism. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't run away from it. Right. It's, it's the McDonald's culture of we're going to make our movies bigger and louder. It's the LeBronization of America. You know, a movie, if it's a blockbuster, if it's going to be big, if it's going to make money, we need to have, it can't be one person anymore. We need to have five megastars in it. You True. know, that sort of thing. Yeah. But to me, this is a problem that has solved itself. The kind of people who have always gravitated towards or would like the, or want the independent stuff to succeed are the people who probably will give it a shot on Netflix and stuff. Yeah. And because technology has advanced so much that iPhones and digital cameras and things of high quality and you know, editing and uh, iMovies and stuff like that. Makes it so ubiquitous to make good stuff, especially at least on the the level that seventies, eighties, and nineties movies were made. Yeah, I think those independent dramas and horror movies and, and comedies can be made. But if you're looking for blockbusters and what's going to be in movie theaters, I think it's just going to be kids' movies and action movies and stuff that was uh, pre,
0: yeah, and I guess pre licensed material. for I now bemoan on. that a little bit because it makes my Doesn't job a harder. Me. Doesn't bother I feel me. like it's harder to find those movies. You really have to go look for them. And and you know perhaps that just is yeah. the people who they're made for are the ones right. who should go to look for yeah. them. I will. But like when I, I, would I have found, would we have found Tarantino?
1: You know, would maybe he have broken. But think about it like this. Uh, 10 years ago or 15, however long it's been. I remember they celebrated recently, you know, like, uh, in the, in the golden age, when the golden age of real television was starting, you know, I was young, I was just getting into movies and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I was from a lower middle class family and I did, wasn't lurk, looking for that stuff. I had no idea the wire was getting made. Yeah. Sopranos was getting made, but because it was so good, you know, uh, it, it helped progress. And now, HBO and Netflix and stuff like that is so commonplace, I think it's the same thing. I think the good material will win out and yeah. Netflix is going to have the money to compete and all these, you know, yeah, it'll be a little, right now it seems a little bizarre. Oh, I have to go to Netflix to find a good drama or, or something like that. A good independent, a Good. the next Tarantino may be on Netflix and that seems weird now, just like 10, 15 years ago, finding the good drama may have seemed weird to have to go to HBO to see it. Well, I have basic cable. I have CBS, NBC, Fox, ABC. Why would I need to go to HBO or Showtime to find the good dramas? This is where... The Bob Newhart show came on here, for God's sakes. (laughs) Cheers was on here. Can't be, you
0: know. So you're saying that they've got an avenue. I think I'm still going to complain about it because, like, Netflix. Now I get it. Now I get it. Now about Netflix, like, you're right. That's a great medium for that kind of stuff. But there's so much shit on Netflix. There is so much. Like, there's a million original series being released daily. And talking to somebody the other day, like... How many good Netflix shows have there been? Like two or three, maybe. I'm sure a few more than that. And I don't it come know. down to different tastes. I, I don't know. Don't
1: ask me. I don't watch. many How of are we going to find the real good ones when they yeah. release everything? Right. No. And I'm yeah. with you. And, so, and hopefully that gets uh, fleshed out a little bit more. Yeah. But I have no. I to me, I have no problem with you know the home theater being the place where we see these independent films nowadays.
0: I agree. I just I think that there's something about the quality. When when you were spending a little bit more money to put them in the uh-huh. theaters, the the quality gateway, the quality barrier was a little higher. Yeah. Well,
1: now here's a question. But they for were you. still letting
0: in like untested
1: product, you know. Right. Here's a question for you, and it's funny you just said that untested product. Yeah. Could you see a retroactive uh, theater situation where if Netflix releases a movie, an independent movie like a Reservoir Dogs or a Pulp Fiction? Yeah. And its numbers are ridiculous and the buzz is huge. And let's say they release it in June. Maybe they re-edit it, put some extra scenes in it, and release it in theaters for I mean, I, uh, award season time I think they've something. done that. I think they've okay. already done that. Um, I just still think there's
0: something about the quality that there's a disconnect. Okay. You know, um, you, I'm not sure what you know, it is. You're, I not know...
1: the, you're not the financial I'm not. advisor of these movie companies. And They're they gonna... shouldn't let me be because right. I would spend all my money <laughs> exactly. on right. gay cowboy movies
0: yeah. eating pudding. Um,
1: but at the same time, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> a popular name in the, the media right now, Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein took a lot of chances <laughs> on people. You could be the next Harvey Weinstein, Paul. So about sex
0: trafficking. <laughs> yeah. um, no, wait, what are we talking again. about again? Right. Yeah. We're still
1: on movies.
0: Anyway, yeah. I mean, we could go on about this for hours. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it doesn't bother me. Love comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Wish I could go to the theater and see more than just comic book movies. And that comes from a comic book guy. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. very, very
1: interesting. Yeah. Uh, is that it on your topic? I'd say so. What do you got? Okay. Um, straight up. I'm not gonna lie, Daddy horny. Daddy is horny. Okay, well, uh, I want to talk about skinny girls. Skinny girls. Skinny right. girls will be interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay. I imagine so. Yeah. Uh, you know, we keep it. We keep it for real here. Sure. Uh, first of all, just straight up. And now this is, you know, obviously everything I say is going to be with the caveat that uh, this is not. There should only be one type of girl. This is nothing like that. This is purely preference. Yeah, sure. Preferential. Different strokes. Different strokes for different folks. And right. that's what my most of my arguments is, are going to come back to. It takes to. different
0: strokes to rule <laughs> the world. You <laughs> can break out in the song. I can if you'd like <laughs> me to. Didn't Alan Thicke write that?
1: Uh, anyway. Anyway. Uh, Paul, do you prefer curvier girls? Or do you prefer... Skinnier, smaller girls.
0: I generally prefer curvier girls. Okay.
1: Um, I, I Which like... Which is, can we agree, uh-huh. that a la mode of the fashion right now? Curvier girls are in. Maybe. Um, I think it really depends
0: on the definition of curvy. Um, I, I think that... I think it's a, a positive
1: thing for society. Yeah. I'm
0: saying I think... I think with the Kardashians worn more natural,
1: and... realistic body type of girls is yeah. in. Yeah.
0: Um, I'd say you're probably right. Which is a good thing. I don't have my hand on the pulse. I just took my pulse, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like all sorts. If I'm at a strip club, for instance, where there's Mm -hmm. a lot of naked women around, um, I will appreciate everybody. And sometimes it really comes down to personality for me. If that skinny, tiny girl is, you know, is working it, then okay. that's going to be... Right, and
1: I agree with you. I think yeah. we are evolved enough beta males to admit that, sure. the, you know, personality does matter. Oh, yeah. But we're talking on purely dream physical features right yeah, now. Yeah, curves. You, you would go with curves. curves yes. Okay. Yeah. See, I prefer yeah. almost to a fetishized point. I've noticed. Yeah. I- <laughs> Rail skinny girls. Right. I'm talking like cocaine skinny.
0: Yeah, um, wait, no, I'm not gonna get into that. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna ask you if we'd seen a certain Reddit, uh, subreddit. I have not. I'm curious now, though. I'm trying to remember what the exact name is, but it definitely glorifies skinny girls.
1: What does that mean? You used, you rolled your eyes and you air quoted for the listeners at home. It's party. very
0: anorexic positive. Oh, is. Yeah. yeah. Which is not healthy
1: or gross. No, I'm not and saying gross.
0: that. I know. I'm just saying, taking it to an extreme. Anyway, right. anyway,
1: uh, to reiterate, yeah. not saying that, don't find that attractive at all. Uh huh. You know, uh, oh, yeah. Mental diseases and weaknesses. in no, people find no. disgusting. Can't stand that. Um, and it's almost for, for the reason you brought up before that, that Reddit, uh, that, that I wanted to do this topic is that when I find myself out with female friends okay. and, you know, equality movement, I want to speak with them as I would my normal friends. I want to let them into my mind. I want to show them, you know, and sometimes they'll ask, you know, oh, do you find that person attractive? Do you find that person not a, not attractive? Uh-huh. When I indicate what kind of girls I do find attractive, I don't lie about it. I, I be myself the backlash I get, I feel sorry for some of these skinny girls. Oh,
0: because you feel like there's a prejudice
1: against them? Yes, amongst... and see, that's the thing about it. I am talking about the skinny girls, Paul, mm-hmm. not the girls... Thank who... God someone's standing up for the skinny girls at right, yeah, once. exactly. <laughs> Thank God. That's, that's my They've point. They've never
0: had a voice before. Right.
1: Yeah, see, you're doing it. You're doing it, Paul. Um, that uh, I'm not going for the girls... Who are body obsessed and Uh working out at the gym all the time and shaming other people and doing, I'm talking about, I find the girls who are attractive, who have no other choice. Like it is something in their DNA. They can't gain weight. If they tried, they don't even need muscle mass. I'm not talking about fit and tone tiny. I'm talking about like very skinny bird. Like, and I have been told I like bird-like girls, and I have no problem with that. That's used as a down, down stroke against me. Wrong. I find bird-like girls attractive. I'm saying it. So like olive oil. That's your ideal woman. I like olive oil. Find her <laughs> hot. Yeah. No problem with What was her with name? Shelly.
0: Who was the actress who played olive oil in the pop-up oh, Shelly Duvall? In...
1: Shelly Duvall. Yeah. Um, her face is not the most attractive, but yeah, that body type. I like Shelly Duvall. She's hot. Okay. Yeah, keep talking. I'm looking something up. Anyway. She's good enough for Jack Nicholson. Jack, yeah, dog. Yeah. She's not good enough for you. Absolutely. Here okay. comes Johnny. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the shame that these girls get, it's not like they're, they're trying to body shame and work out and make others feel inferior. It's just the way their bodies were made. The same, I, I truly believe some girls just have a hard time losing the weight and are bigger, you know, and they're fine. They're beautiful, too. Yeah. I don't get the... It just seems like girls in general, and even guys if they're unattracted to them, have a free pass to swing and tee off on super skinny girls. Hmm. You don't feel like that.
0: Um, I guess I've never really paid attention. I always feel like it's always in the other direction. That... Well, I've
1: heard you and numerous of our other friends talk about girls. You all... Like, don't even acknowledge that skinny girls exist. So, yeah, you would never get the, the, the pushback, you know. It's not until you go, oh, man, that girl is super fine to me that a girl, it, it, girls who are just normal, average American body types get yeah. very defensive and attack you.
0: Um, this is not going to sound good. I'm not attacking you by saying this, yeah. oh, no. but, um, and I'm not away. attacking skin. I mean, yeah. there are plenty of naturally skinny women yeah. who, I mean, they're absolutely gorgeous. Right. Um, can you, can you name a non Shelley Duvall celebrity that you feel like their body type is what you're looking for? Um, like a Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart, she's gorgeous. She yeah. is amazingly gorgeous. Yeah, and I bet I you she weighs like 105 pounds. Her... Really? Okay. Oh my! Gosh. I guess I don't find her quote skinny. She looks like a woman to me. That's that's gonna be my main like if I see
1: a, a I mean a, Hermione crazy Hermione from, skinny girl from Harry Potter Emma Watson. Yeah. Same thing. Okay. Like yeah, yeah
0: I don't find these these you, your tastes
1: are completely above board. You know, there's. Right. But these are famous, you know, people who are out there. Uh, if I point out somebody like that. And, and is this a thing? I've noticed this, too. I feel like it's the reverse of, you know, how like an average person, they're like, oh, the camera adds. Oh, no, I guess it would be the exact, say, no, like, it's the exact same thing. I don't find these the actresses quote adds, unquote camera crazy adds, skinny. I think, I think the camera adds pounds even the crazy skin. Like, I think okay. if we saw Emma Watson in a bar. We yeah. would be like, that is a child. She is like five foot four, like 97 pounds. Okay. And she would look very skinny, but because people are so skinny on camera with her, she does not look that tiny.
0: So I'm, I guess my personal prejudice against skinny girls, quote mm-hmm. unquote, is actually what you just mentioned. It's that they look too young to
1: me. Okay, and that, this is pushback I get too. Yeah, and I bet you do. And and, it's, and <laughs> don't I, wag your finger at me when you say <laughs> you wagged your finger at me.
0: <laughs> I I you should not get that kind of uh, pushback. Okay, right, but,
1: exactly. But like no, if she the is thing. of
0: age, it's here's totally fine.
1: Yeah, I can understand concern. Yeah. Especially somebody for me who has a type. It'd be one thing if that was, like, your girlfriend and then you have past experiences with other. But I certainly have a type to the point where I almost avoid hitting on generally attractive girls unless uh-huh. they are super skinny like that. Um, Wait, you do because that's so much your preference? or No, no. I'm just saying, like, if... You met somebody like me Yeah And saw the continual Same type of girls you went after And you didn't know them And had no basis I can uh-huh. understand concern But I know me I know myself So it doesn't bother me What other people think Or anything like that But my more concern Comes from the other side Of the thing Like imagine you were a girl Like a uh, And I find her very attractive too uh, Who's the girl who played Juno? Uh, Ellen Page Ellen Page I find Ellen Page very attractive Sure Yeah Imagine you were born like that yeah. and just any guy who hit on you, you found out he was shamed because girls found it appalling that he was attracted to somebody who maybe happened to look younger than they were. Like that would be a shitty situation to be in. I've got a radical suggestion. What okay. if you
0: like hit on like women you found interesting? No, I'm I...
1: – <laughs> Again, this was preference <laughs> earlier I know. in the time. I know. I know, I know. That's what I'm going to do. I
0: know. I know. Um, I think that people should not get on your case about the physical type that you're interested in.
1: Period. It's not
0: my preferred type necessarily. And I put pr- I
1: I don't have. If a it was up to type. me, nobody else in the world would be attracted to that type. It would um, be nice. Well, yeah. But then again, you you get the backlash like that.
0: Yeah, and, and I get it, and that's unfortunate. I guess if I've ever participated in that backlash, I apologize. Oh, you've made jokes, but, I mean, as long as the jokes <laughs> are funny, I don't mind. Right. It's just a— it's I think any more, jokes I might make are out of a defensive place of, yeah. like, defending my and, own tastes. And,
1: like I've said on here numerous times, like I've told you this this particular podcast, ball, I don't mind when people come at me. I prefer they're funny when they do. Sure. I'm really—like I said, I really am just sticking up for the girls, like— I, I know how tough it can be to hear anybody say, like, ooh, you're gross. Yeah. Well, gross comes in a lot of different facets. Uh, oh, you calling know, someone call, gross for being so skinny. Uh, yeah. That is gross, bullshit. That is right, absolutely exactly. Or gross, you look like a child. Yeah, no. People shouldn't be hitting on you. Oh, I know you're 30, but you happen to look maybe like you're in your young 20s and could be a teenager. You're disgusting. You should be alone. Die. Yeah. You know? I, that, I get a lot of that. Sure. And I can understand how you wouldn't see that because you don't bring it up because you're not – that's not your preferred type.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, like I – don't, I don't know that I – I think that you're going to have to start pointing out these women to me and – Well, they don't that, exist very often. Okay. There,
1: there aren't a lot out there okay. that are skinny enough and trust me, when I see them, I typically will point them out or go hit on them, but – You know, it's just, it's, they're they're rare things. I'm thinking of one in particular at one of our favorite uh, coffee
0: places. And uh, you may not know her, but she is terribly skinny and she is ridiculously gorgeous. Yes, I I thought about hitting on
1: her, but I don't know. This is a weird thing for me. I also like very non-traditionally attractive girls in the face. I so, Shelly Duval, <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I guess, Coming you know, full circle. Coming full circle. I, you know, that sort of thing. I can just tell that that girl's so hot. She must be hit on so much. I don't want to... What if we're talking about the same girl. Oh, I'm sure we are. Okay, all right. The one who's related to the family. Like, her family works there, owns no, it. No, no. I think nope. we're talking about somebody different. The one who wears a lot of makeup? No? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't really notice makeup. Wears, so. uh, like a, uh, the... Do rag in her hair. We must not uh, be talking about the same one.
0: Yeah, I don't think we are.
1: Are you talking about the super pale girl? She's very pale. She's
0: blonde. She's pretty short, but she's tiny. Kind of has that Irish nose. Her name's Heather. I mean,
1: <laughs> black hair. Uh,
0: no, blonde. Blonde. Yeah. No, see, I don't know her. All right.
1: And there are two girls that I was describing that uh, that do work there like that too. Yeah. Uh, I guess if I had to say my type. Like an indicator for my type, like, you know, an indicator for if you like curvaceous girls and bigger girls, like an indicator would be a larger breast size, right? Okay. Like typically if a girl has a larger breast size. By numbers, she's going to be more and more curvy. You're right. But yes. interestingly, I prefer
0: smaller breasts.
1: Me too. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Yes. And, and see, that's why we need clarification because I don't think of that when I think of curvy. But you know the uh, like the thigh gap.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Right.
1: That is like the indicator for me that girl's skinny enough from hit my like fetish level.
0: Okay, and, I feel and like. How often
1: do you see that naturally occur out in public? I don't go around looking that much. I have oh, to say no. But well, it doesn't. I think happen that has that's often.
0: a lot more. That's I think that's more an anatomical issue than a size issue like perhaps petite girls have more of a chance of having a thigh gap Mm -hmm. but uh, I feel like it's more about like where your bones are you know
1: where your hip how you know bone structure I'm big on bone structure yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) which leads back to the bony bird thing I don't know Skeletons do it
0: for me, man. <laughs> I don't know what to tell I you. Mean, I mean, I am fully in the corner of you should like who you like. And yeah. I have no doubt that though I prefer curvier women, huh. um, if I saw a, you know, tiny uh, hot yeah. girl, I'm going to be all about it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. It, for me, it really is more – I'm, I'm we... not into younger looking women. Okay. Um, you know, I just – it just is weird. I gotcha. So, um, you know – If they look young. But Mm. then again, there's exceptions to every rule.
1: I'm just going to say I find myself the opposite of that because I don't want to say it out loud. (laughs) 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 Now, do you think there's a psychological reason? Like, I know. I was
0: curious to ask you. what like If if you're going into fetish category,
1: like, where is that coming from? I come from a half of my family is very traditional, like, southern. Southern. The like Aunt Jemima type With the big booties And they're all pretty much big women Okay On my mother's side of my family The maternal side of my family Which is mostly women They are all bigger women Okay So I associate like a bigger body size With more maternal instincts I think Okay And despite what fucking is on Pornhub and and Uges and all that stuff now I don't get behind the, the, the maternal, paternal, f- familiar step family stuff. I absolutely – oh, that
0: is – we could talk about that for months. Yeah, maybe that will have to be a
1: topic. It in might itself, have to be. Oh, my God. But I don't – so any woman who reminds me a little bit of my mother's or my mother's side of the family, I'm immediately essentially turned off from. Yeah, who's that? That's who I was talking about. Oh, no, I've not seen
0: her there at all. She must be new. No, no, she's been no? there forever. Yeah, but works mostly mornings. So. Okay. She's got weird, sorry. <laughs> um, Apologizing to the picture.
1: Anyway. Uh, any, any girl who i Yeah, so any girl who's curvaceous, I, I associate with that. See, I associate the
0: maturity not with maternalism, uh-huh. but with experience. Um, I have no interest in sleeping with an eighteen-year-old okay. because they have no idea what they're doing. Forty-year-old, do holy I.
1: shit! Forty-year-old. If I could have a forty-year-old with experience who's built like and maybe looks like a twenty-year-old, I wouldn't. I, I would probably prefer that.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Um, I got
0: gotcha. you. Yeah. You know. And again,
1: like. <laughs> You 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 like what
0: you like, yeah. and I am a firm believer in people being allowed to like what they like. If it were self-destructive, you know, if you were only hitting on twenty-year-olds and you're, you know, forty, and you you know that might not be the most productive use of your time. But uh, again, I, it, I would argue
1: it if could it worked be. for you, if it, it worked,
0: could be, you know, if you were picking up twenty-year-olds regularly yeah. and that's what you wanted, then live and let live, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul, any last thoughts
1: on any of these topics?
0: Uh, I, I love comic book movies Mm. and I I, love skinny girls. I love
1: women, Okay, so just, yeah. (laughs) Uh, live long. Skinny girls is a Van Kelly for, uh, Paul Patrick. Every day I'm different. Thanks guys. See you later.